Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Present a shining half hour with Rico Martelli's orchestra, Kathleen Wells, Ronnie and Van, and starring those nutty nomads, those two traveling, truth tripping troubadours, Fibber McGee and Molly. Martelli opens the show with a musical weather report in March Winds and April Showers, with our Russian rhythm boys, Dustoff and Brightsky, singing the chorus. down the macadam in that jittering jalopy, but Fibber McGee and Molly. We'd better be stopping for gas, McGee. According to the gauge, we've been running on a dry tank for 21 miles. That ain't nothing. Nothing? Nope. I mind the time I run a motorcycle from Cape Town, Africa to Mongabula, a distance to some 612 miles on a pint of coconut milk. You see, what I've done was... Never you mind now. You needn't be practicing your dime novels on me, Fibber McGee. Pull in that station there. I was just going to... Better get them... Uh, uh, 
him if he let you milk a coconut, McGee. <laughs> oh, shucks. Sure, we want some gas, young fella. All right, how much? Fill her up? Well, no. Uh, how far is it to Argusville? 83 miles. And how far from there to Milltown? Oh, I'd say about 110. That makes, uh, let's see, 83 and 110. Oh, about 200 altogether. That's just about what I figured. Give me two gallons. Uh, wait, wait a minute. Uh, how, how much is it? Well, uh, the red gas is 18 and a half cents. The blue gas is 17, and the white gas is 50. Is that uh, the whitest gas you got? Mix up a gallon of blue and a gallon of red, mister. Purple's me favorite color. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Say, uh, there's a circus over in Milltown. You don't mean to be yes, That's me. why we're going there. I used to own the big elephant they got in the circus there. Name's Myrtle. Myrtle, the gentle giant of the jungle. Real sweet elephant, Myrtle was. Sure. <laughs> she must have read the poem. <laughs> what poem? Why should the spirits of Myrtle be proud? <laughs> Remember? Quit interrupting, Molly. This young fellow asked me to tell him about Myrtle, didn't he? No. Well, sir, I brought Myrtle over to this country in 1916. She was just a kid, man. Only 116 years old. Is that so? Yep. That's why I want to go see her again. See if that busted leg is healed up okay. Busted leg? Well, I never heard of an elephant breaking its leg. First case I ever heard of myself. You see, it was like this here. We was into Wheeling, West Virginia one chilly day with a carnival. Played a chilly con carnival, you might say. <laughs> Well, sir, the first day we had a, a street parade. A parade? Sure. <laughs> McGee parade, Myrtle wouldn't step on him. <laughs> Say, whose elephant was this? Yes, sir. We had bands, calliopes, animal cages, and 47 clowns. Including yourself. Including... No. <laughs> I was the elephant tender, known into the profession as a bull boy. <laughs> no argument. Now, listen, Molly, if you're well, going to... Well, what happened then, sir? Well, sir, as I was saying, I always rid on to Myrtle's head on account of because she was kind of nervous and scared. Particularly, was she scared of mosquitoes and moose. Moose? Hi. Mouses! All elephants are scared of moose. I mean, mouses. Well, sir, there we were. A hooping down the main street there, and right into the main part of town, Myrtle stopped dead into her tracks. She'd have threw me if I hadn't been such a good elephant jockey. <clears throat> threw the whole parade into a ruckus. Lions was roaring and folks were shouting, and Myrtle, Myrtle, reading the signs, knew they was going to be rioting. I never knew elephants could understand it. Understand what? Reading and rioting. Well, sir, <laughs> most everybody ran into a movie theater till I could get Myrtle under control. Well, was there any damage done? Only to the truth, mister. <laughs> oh, not much. A candy store was wrecked when Myrtle went through the window. Funny thing, too. On her way through, she had four pounds of chocolate caramels, and we had to drill her trunk out next day with a three-inch reamer. But there wasn't much damage done. Fruit stand dumped over, three automobiles standing there, and, and two of them got scratched up. But the t'other one uh, had Johnson's auto wax onto it. <laughs> I kind of slipped that one in there, didn't I? <laughs> but Myrtle's leg was the main thing. Well, how was her leg injured? You mean how'd she come to bust it? Yeah. Well, you see, on her way out of the rear of the candy store, she had to go through a pool room. And that's how she got behind the eight ball, I suppose. <laughs> As I was saying, as she was going through this here pool room, she seen them billiard balls on the table there and give them a kind of a curiosity sniff, just in passing. And, brother, will you believe me? In them innocent little ivory billiard balls laying there, she recognizes her cousin Elmer, which had been kidnapped in 1678. No. You don't say. I do say. Well, sir, in revenge for Elmer, she give the table a boot with her leg and snap. Busted the leg, right at the cow. You mean the calf, McGee? No, the cow. It was too big for a calf. <laughs> so that's why we're going over to see Myrtle, boy. Uh, how much are you? Thirty-six cents. 
You... Oh, but listen, sir. You didn't explain what uh, confused Myrtle in the first place. Confused? <laughs> she wasn't confused, boy. Myrtle was just bubbling over with happiness, that's all. Or why, McGee? Well, sir, as the parade was going down the street, all the folks leaning out of their windows and waved their hands. And with all them palms fluttering overhead, Myrtle thought she was home into her own little jungle again. Be <laughs> <laughs> seeing you, sir. <laughs> Kelly and his men playing Blue Room. And if we may digress a moment from Blue Rooms, Pink Pachyderms, and White Lies, let us tell you that it will be a red-letter day in the life of your car when you give it a shiny coat of Johnson's... Well, Fibber, back again, I see. I thought you were driving over to see an elephant. <laughs> I was, young fellow, but I detoured off on the trunk line. Uh, I get it. I get it. <laughs> uh, I come over to give you a hand with the commercial announcement, Boax Harlow. Harlow Wilcox. And yeah. I can handle the commercial announcement all right myself. Uh, that's what you think. Folks, Johnson's Auto Wax will give you a nice, shiny sheen onto your chassis 
that'll shine like the sun when the shine shone. Uh, uh, I mean when the sun shines on the teeny shine of the shiny... Folks, Johnson's auto wax... Gee, be... stick to your fibbing. You'll have to excuse McGee, Mr. Wilcox. He's been eating alphabet soup in a Greek restaurant. <laughs> McGee, why do you always have to oh, worry well, well, it may have been alphabet soup to fibber, but it will be duck soup for you to have a gleaming, protective finish on your car this summer. No matter how dull and dirty your old car looks now, Johnson's Auto Wax will make it shine like new again. No fooling. Johnson's Auto Wax and cleaner work magic on any car finish. The cleaner is absolutely safe to use, quickly takes off all the old film and dirt without the slightest injury to the car finish, changes a dull, faded paint job to a bright, sparkling luster right before your eyes. And here's something very important. Johnson's Auto Wax saves the car from the damaging effects of the hot sun. The wax polish forms a tough shield of protection, though the ultraviolet sun rays cannot get at the finish to destroy its beauty. And now is the time to wax polish your car. You can do the job yourself, or have it done for you at a nearby service station. Johnson's Auto Wax is for sale at hardware stores, auto accessory stores, and service stations. When you purchase the wax and cleaner, your dealer will give you free a can of black auto enamel for covering up rust spots and blemishes on the fenders or chassis of your car. But you'll hear more about this free offer at the end of the program. And now, we'll take advantage of the fact that Fibber McGee is not in sight to present that smiling little songstress, Miss Kathleen Wells. <laughs> Kathleen is going to sing every day. Kidding way, though I'm mighty, frivolous and slighting, honest I'm not fooling when I say every day I'll fall in love all over again. I'll never let our love grow old. I'll always keep it new. Every day I'll let you know that my Valentine will live the sweetest story
thing I do, I'll always do to prove to you that romance never will die. It may be only a word or a sign. I give the house ring and as the music makes the time fly. We really don't know how we do it, but here are Fibber and Molly McGee tomorrow morning, all ready to leave the tourist camp for the day's driving. Fibber McGee, where have you been? Uh, who, who, me? Well, who do you think, Henry VIII? Yeah, what? Don't be trying to change the subject. I want to know where you've been all morning. Do you think we'll get any place lying around the tourist camp all day? Lying around. Chucks, I was just telling some folks over there how me and Mike McGillicully built that there dirigible submarine yeah, and took it off... Just what I says. Lying around the tourist camp. <laughs> I got you there, McGee. Yeah. <laughs> now, where have you really been? Just over to the hot dog stand there to get me a hot dog. Oh, a hot dog, is it? Yeah. You got a pretty big appetite for hot dogs all of a sudden, seems to me. Well, they're real good hot dogs, Molly. Big and shiny, like they've been all polished up with Johnson. And never you mind the advertising. Okay, okay. But say, Molly, there's a real pretty gal behind the counter over there. Sweetest big violet eyes. Oh, oh a girl, is it? And with big violet eyes. Yep. It's too bad she squints. Well, I'm ready to start any time you are. Well, that's lovely. You're ready any time I am. Yep. And I've been ready all morning. Check the tires, McGee? Betcha. I kicked every one of them. How about that one on the off-hind side there? Looks a little lumpy to me. If you put that new inner tube in wrong like you done... Now, 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 Molly. Don't you tell me how to put in inner tubes. Wasn't I the fastest and best tire changer at the racetrack at Indianapolis on the 4th of July? They don't race on the 4th. It's on Memorial Day. Uh, Of course. That's why they call it Memorial Day. In memory of me breaking the record, changing tires for Speed Mix Bud. Uh, Why, I mind the tires. Never you mind now. I want to know about our tires. What makes it so lumpy? Look at it. Well, you you, you know, Molly, we we come over one of the highest mountains in these parts yesterday. And so what? Why, Molly, you you know mountain air is bumpy, don't you? (laughs) Remember, I pumped up that there tire right onto the top piece there. For the... And who told you that mountain air was bumpy? Air is air, and hot air is McGee. <laughs> it's a well-known fact, Molly. As I was flying an airplane once over the Sangahookas Mountains, the radio operator says to me, he says, Pilot, he says... Pilot? Uh, assistant pilot, he assistant says... Assistant pilot? Go away, he says. Have you noticed how bumpy this here mountain air is, he says? And I says to him, Timber I says, McGee, I don't ride a mile from this spot till I know for sure that that tire is all right. So don't be wasting air that might be needed. Okay, okay, I'll, I'll look at it. 
you wouldn't care for a hot dog, would you, first? No, I wouldn't. And suppose you keep your face out of the hot dogs long enough to face some cold facts. Chucks, I'd, I'd kind of go for a hot dog myself right now. <laughs> go on with you. <laughs> if you had three more of them things today, you, you wouldn't be able to set the car for wagging your tail. <laughs> now get busy, Mr. Oh, okay, I, I just thought I'd ask. What was it you wanted me to do? Get some oil? No, forgetful. Check up on that bad tire. <laughs> you don't mean that bad tire. You mean the worst of the bad tires. <laughs> don't keep stalling for time. Okay. Here on the... Hey, you mean this one? Why, shucks. It's as solid as the rock of Gibraltar. Gibraltar, ignorant. The G is soft like that tire's going to be when we're ten miles out on the road. <laughs> don't you worry about that tire, Molly. Baby, when I change his tires, they say change. Well, I mind the time when I... There you are, McGee. Can't you just smell the fresh mountain air coming out of that tire? Well, uh... Chuck's Molly, uh, I'll die no more. Well, I'll change it again. Uh, hey, Molly, where are you going? Where are you going? You stay there and get busy. I'm going to get yourself a hot... Oh, car. hey, Molly, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Come here. What is it now? <laughs> Chuck's Molly, I'm... I'm sorry, I... I didn't think that time... Listen to me, McGee. The idea of a man your age... What do you mean, a man my age? Why, shucks. I can jump up and crack my heels together, can't I? Sure, but there's no use having both ends cracked at once, McGee. (laughs) Well, anyway, nobody's no older than what he feels. What's the good of counting all of your birthdays? When the future has so much appeal... Why, it's the same on your first as it is on your 91st birthday. You're right, Mickey. You're just as old as you look and just as young as you feel. Oh, my heart is full of romance. When the grass is growing green, I may be over 60, but I feel like sweet 16. Whoop, whoop, do when you think that you're Clark Gable, that fella on the screen. I may be over 60, but I feel like sweet 16. 16. I want to dance. I want to sing. I know it's winter, but it feels like spring. I'm not too old to have my drink. The world don't owe me a gosh darn thing. Why, McGee, you're the life of every party. You betcha. You're a jolly jelly bean. I may be over 60, but, but I feel like sweet with a hey nolly nolly and a razzmatazz. When I'm on a kitty party, I'm the youngest on the scene. I may be over 60, but I feel like sweet 16. I got to Oh, my friends are fat and 40. Still, I keep my shape so me. I may be over 60, but, but I feel like sweet six, I have no weight. I have no pain. I'm not rheumatic when it feels like rain. I've got romance in every vein. I spend all my evenings in lovers' lane. <laughs> you don't need overhauling, McGee. You're a darn good old machine. <laughs> I may be, but I feel like sweet six, And that was that with a Hey Nonny Molly and a Fibber McGee, from which we go into a number by Marcelli and the trio, in which the losers are all winners. Lost my rhythm, lost my music, lost my man. Take it, Rico.
This is the National Broadcasting Company.